0: Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking to y'all about the Russia versus Ukraine situation. As you may know, it's a present thing. Social studies is not just history and, for example, the Constitution. It's happening in today's time. It's present and happening right as I'm talking. So I have a couple of questions that I'll answer for y'all. So to start off, what does Russia want? Why is there this whole big thing? Why am I talking to y'all about this? Why is it over the newspapers and the news and online? So Russia wants to take control of the Ukraine and have it not join NATO. NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization and it has a military alliance by 12 countries including the US, Canada, the UK and France. Its purpose was originally to counter the threat of post-war Russian expansions in Europe. However, in 1955 Soviet Russia responded to NATO and created its own military alliance. And you may be asking, so why does Russia not want Ukraine to join NATO? So, according to inews.co.uk, Russia's president, Putin, who I'll talk about later, has made clear he sees Ukraine's aspirations to join NATO as a threat to Russia's borders and its sphere of influence. And a sphere of influence, in simple terms, is the claim by a state to exclusive or predominant control over, over a foreign area or territory. So, a bunch of drama happening between these two countries. So why might they, as in Russia, be interested in gaining back the control of Ukraine? Ukraine was a former Soviet republic, and it borders Russia and the EU. Ukraine isn't a NATO member, but it's a partner country, and it means they are allowed to join the alliance in the future. Russia does not want them to. They want to keep Ukraine in their sphere of influence. They want to have control over Ukraine. But Ukraine has been independent since August 24, 1991. Russia is also having another problem, but I'll talk about that a little later. So how is the U.S. responding to this situation? We have sent soldiers to the countries near Ukraine to help out because we are in the alliance. And they have alerted alerted Putin what will happen or what actions the U.S. will take if anything happens. I thought this was a crazy thing, but my dad told me yesterday that Russia was going to make a fake film saying that they invaded us and have fake explosions and fake actors playing dead. Maybe a smart idea, but they got caught. So, do you think we should get involved? Honestly, I've talked to a bunch of different people, and we all have mixed opinions. Yes and no. No, because George Washington said not to get involved and to stay out of countries' foreign affairs and not have permanent alliances. However, we are the country's superpower. We're the world's superpower. We have a lot of great things in our country, obviously not all are good, but we support democracy, so when we have this responsibility, sometimes we just have to get involved. However, this leads me to the the next question, that could this be the possible beginning of a world war? Yes, I have a bad feeling about this, because if our leaders do not take careful consideration into their actions and their decisions, all over the world, the leaders need to be focused and think about their actions because even throwing a pebble on yeah. Russia's side could erupt in a huge mad chaos and we do not want another world war because as we know it just ends bad so what does NATO, NATO have to do with this whole situation as I said before Ukraine, Ukraine wants to join but Russia doesn't want to let them and how are the other countries responding other European countries are sending weapons to Ukraine because in NATO if for example Poland was attacked by China we would send them weapons all the countries in the alliance would send them weapons they would help them out maybe even fight China and so it's really just like a team like a soccer team you could have one team on one side the other team on the other side and obviously the team all works together so going back to the russia problem how it wants ukraine russia and moscow is starting to go down russia's average age is 39.6 years which you may think that's literally um midlife that's only 40 that's not even that old but compared to mexico it's a really a problem mexico for example is 29.2 years so this means that russia's people are not having kids which means that Russia is just filled with older people that there's not that many um, new leaders they're just going to be the older ones and speaking of leaders I'll come back to President Putin and I'm sorry if I butcher a bunch of these names because they're all in Russian and I don't know how to pronounce them (laughs) so Putin started off really in a low place he is the Russian president now as you know but he served 15 years as a foreign intelligence officer then he retired into a lieutenant colonel, and I can fast forward and talk to you all about years of his life, but I'm not going to. Um, for example, in 1996, Putin moved to Moscow, which is one of the places in Russia that is filled with older people, and he joined the presidential staff as deputy to Pavel Borden, the Kremlin's chief administrator, and then he moved up. And then it seems like Putin gets close with people in his life and then suddenly moves up, which may be his strategy. A lot of people have mixed opinions about him, though, because Paul and Litvinenko had tried to investigate a series of bombings in 1999 when Putin was prime minister that killed some around 300 people in four Russian cities. And if you do not know, Putin is a very violent man. A lot of people have mixed opinions also because they think he's a, the cause of a lot of mysterious deaths. For example, Boris Nemtsov in 2015. He was a political star of post-Soviet Russia's Yo- Young Reformers. This is all from the Washington Post. He became Deputy Prime Minister and was, for a while, seen as possible presidential material. But it was Putin who succeeded former president in 2000. Nem sorry, I'm pronouncing it wrong, publicly supported the choice, but he grew increasingly critical as Putin rolled back liber- civil liberties and was eventually pushed to the margins of Russian political life. Nemstov led massive street rallies and protests of the 2011 parliamentary election results and wrote reports on official corruption. He was arrested several times um, after... Kremlin cracked down on the opposition rallies because Russia now has a lot of more rules when Putin is in charge and in February 2015 just hours after urging the public to join a march against Russia's military he was shot four times in the back by an unknown assailant within the view of the Kremlin so a lot of other murders are kind of mysterious and they may even be Putin hired if he sees someone that is um Hurting his image, he may hurt people. So as you can tell, Putin is not a very good man. But that was my podcast on the Russia versus Soviet, Russia, Soviet, and Ukraine. And I want to give a special thanks to inews.co.uk, The Washington Post, World of Meters, and an interview with Samuel Benavides. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you'll join in next time. Bye!